my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast by Beach Commute. Today you've got me and Diego. What's going on, Diego? Hello, hello. All good. Just arrived back home in Germany for a little break. Yes, Diego's back in Germany for a surprise passport visit to tell tell the people what you're up to, Diego. <laughs> right. So, so what happened is that my passport was slowly starting to get filled up. And then COVID happened and I wasn't able to get any appointments over here in Germany. So I had to then start traveling again. And on my last trip, when we had to go from Mauritius over to Namibia, I realized that I was not going to get into the country. So I was kind of forced to fly back home, uh, make sure that I get a a new passport. And I'm going to try to order one with more pages uh, and then I'm going to give it another shot. So that's where I'm at right now. Hashtag digital nomad problems. Too many many stamps in a passport. (laughs) For anyone listening, basically... Once your passport gets, even if it's not expired, if you have too many stamps where it fills up all your pages, they won't let you in the country. I guess that's a real, I actually haven't, I got all the extra pages, so I haven't experienced that yet. But Diego and I just spent the last uh, month together in Mauritius with uh, 22 other digital nomads, which was epic and amazing. I'm still, I'm still here, never leaving. I just don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going next. <laughs> I know it's yeah. an It's been a really cool place. We'll have to talk about it more along the way. But today we want to share with you some more job career sort of stuff. We've been sharing a lot of digital nomad stories and journeys and just sort of tips for once you become a nomad. And today we want to bring it back a level for you if you are not yet living as a digital nomad, if you don't yet have a remote job or know which one you want to do. This episode is for you. We're covering the seven most common careers that digital nomads uh, do. So this is, Diego has looked at the data of a thousand people uh, in the Wi-Fi tribe community that we travel with. So this is not just like general statistics. This is real data from real people that we really travel with. And we're going to share what those are, some examples of each. And as a reminder, this is not the end all be all. You don't have to do one of these seven jobs We'll talk about too. There's some fun, crazy, wacky jobs that you wouldn't imagine that people do. But this episode, maybe we'll do an episode of that one day, just like the full crazy ones. But this is really just to get started on the seven most common ones. So Diego, are you ready to dig in on this? Yeah, let's let's do this. Now it's been it was super interesting to actually look at all of the. So obviously we've we've been interviewing now. I personally interviewed over thousands of people working remotely to come into the community, and yeah, in the community itself, we also have now I think a thousand one hundred thousand two hundred people in there. Yeah. So it's a great chance to just you know look at what it is that everybody's actually doing to see where most people are when it comes to remote work. And bear in mind that this is also a group of people who are, you know, not just kind of like scraping by to, to make this kind of lifestyle happen, but it's people who've, you know, taken a more intentional approach to their to their career. So it's interesting to see really where these more intentional careers are at, you know, statistically speaking, 
in terms of those people who can actually manage to make with this kind of lifestyle. So yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so fun that you have literally interviewed a thousand people. And I love what you and I are able to bring to the table because it's not just looking at statistics of, you know, these are quote unquote, the most popular things or what people are kind of doing. And you don't know if they're really living life as a digital nomad or really traveling or not. Like these are real people that you and I live with, travel with, have experienced. And so we'll give you those examples. And it's so again, it's, it's not just statistics. Like we are sitting next to these people in homes, in cafes, by the beach, wherever we are, at all sorts of hours, day and night, people, you know, from time zones doing these real jobs. So Let's dig in. All right. Number one that we've got on our list is marketing. Diego loves marketing. So I'm going to let him talk about a couple of these. We're, we're both uh, marketers at heart from our, our backgrounds. But Diego, can you talk about marketing is a big, broad term. So can you share just like a couple of different types of marketing? Like what types of marketing are, are these, digital nomads, these digital nomads? What are we doing? Yeah. No, th this is a great one because I find that marketing, so first of all, it's, it's one of the ones that you see very, very commonly, right? And the reason for that, I believe, is that just about any company is going to, well, every company really is going to need marketing of some sort, right? And so then within marketing, you've got all of these other fields. So it's, you know, all these sort of specific things that people do there, different niches within marketing, different sort of talents, and, and also honestly, very, very different people coming in with very different skill sets that are able to do these different marketing jobs, right? So it's a, it's a very interesting field because it, it has such breadth in terms of what it can, what it covers and who can, who can kind of do these jobs, right? So to give you a, a quick idea of, of some of what that includes is you've got content marketing. So that's all about creating the content. Often people associate, you know, blogging and writing with that, but it's, it's any sort of content really it can be video, it can be anything, right? Social. So that's, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, anything that's, that's social. And usually that's related more to sort of organic sort social, which basically means a person who is trying to build up the social following of a company, not necessarily using, right? That's then the next one, paid or advertising. That's one of the things that most people who don't do marketing sort of think about first <laughs> when they're like, oh, it's marketing. So you guys do advertising, right? That's, that's really just one of many, many different yeah. things that you do in marketing. But yeah. You got Facebook ads, you got Google ads. Those are those are obviously big ones there. SEO, just generally focusing on that. And this is an interesting one as well because, you know, Jeff is obviously, he's he's our other co-founder. He's super into SEO. So actually, yes, we are three three people into different, <laughs> in, in different areas of marketing, which is which is yeah. also why we really love this one. But yeah, that's, an, that's another area. And um, then there's email marketing, video marketing, copywriting, which is more about the specific words that you're using, whether you're writing, you know, the, the text for a product or a page or or email even, right? Analytics, PR, partnerships, brand marketing, e-commerce specific marketing, uh, product marketing, and yeah, then just generally sort of higher level strategy of marketing. These are um, some of the main areas if you want to be thinking about marketing, but you can already see, right, that there's there it, there's a, a real big sort of breadth in, in all of that and, and totally different skills if you're thinking yeah. about the person who's into social versus, for example, the person who's into analytics, right? Very different skill set that comes into that. But yeah, yeah. Any, any thoughts? No, I think that's great. The one part I want to add, just taking it back to the, the bird's eye view in general. So Diego gave some great examples of marketing and the jobs within marketing. But just hearing him talk about all of these different types of roles you can do is just a reminder that I want to share with you. Because before I started traveling, before I know that digital nomad was a real thing, I always just saw you know, if, if I saw anyone, we really started traveling before this was a big thing. But 
now you really see like content creators and influencers. And it just mm. sometimes I think on the outside doesn't look like anyone really has a real job or works. So to hear you just say all these different jobs is just a reminder of like people have these real careers and real niche careers or general marketing careers or you know, Jeff is the, the CMO of, of a marketing company doing SEO. Like he's, he's got a real career path in marketing and happens to be traveling. So as you hear us talk about this, it's just a reminder for you to remember, these are just real career paths, the same that you would choose out of university or out of high school or your life. You're just doing it while traveling. So anyway, that was more of the, the general theme I wanted to remind any listener about, but I think you covered marketing well. Anything else before we move on to the next one? I, I think, you know, there's one more little anecdote that would be worth sharing here. What is it yeah. that Jeff used to do before he became an SEO specialist? Oh my gosh, we've been meaning to record his story, but we've both been brain dead with COVID in the past and haven't. But Jeff has the craziest story. He literally used to do, like, go out and kill mosquitoes, basically. Like, mosquito abatement in California. Hero. He was like out in like marshes and yards. I don't know what he's doing. We're going to tell his story soon. But he came from like doing this completely random job where he would he, he would say he was using his body and not his mind and just decided one day to get an internship where he was literally losing money, like trying to drive into a city and park and get, you know, work his way up. And, and he has. And you and I were with him in Bolivia when he got promoted to CMO, you know, like have it while we were, you know, in South America living in the mountains. So you, all of that to say, you can really have build your career while traveling. Yeah. And so, so to be specific, CMO of the world's biggest SEO company, right? That is a really, really big deal. But I, I love that story because it just shows you, shows you that it doesn't, you, it doesn't matter what you studied. It doesn't matter what you were doing before. Marketing yeah. is this really interesting field that you can come into from just about anything. All it takes is for you to have yeah. some of those skill sets that you can sort of apply into marketing. Some of those skill sets could be learned things. It could be things that you just innately have, right? Where you know, oh, I'm, I kind of have a knack for this. I'm kind of good at this at this little part of that. Yeah. And you'll find a niche within marketing that you can that you can work in, right? So that's why it's one that I really, really love because it really has opportunities for many people. Yeah. Such a good inspiration. Good reminder, Diego. All right. Number two, I'm going to give the overview and let you give some details and we'll talk again. Uh, so the second one is writing. And again, this has connotations of what people think it is versus what people are actually doing. We've got a lot of writers in our community. Uh, so you can, can you give a couple of examples of the different kind of maybe writers in our community or different types of roles that people do and just, yeah, any examples you want to give? Yeah, sure. As I'm just sort of thinking about writers, I, I immediately sort of, you know, people and, and their names sort of pop to mind. And I'm thinking, oh, this person yeah. does it, that person. So it's actually really nice to, you know, just talking about these roles immediately have a person in mind who's who's yeah. doing that kind of stuff. It just, it makes it all so much more real, right? The first person that came to mind right now is is someone called Pia. She's been traveling with us for absolute ages, too. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's, she is an awesome human. And she's, yeah, she's, she's actually published her own book. She does blog writing and content and generally SEO type writing. So she's kind of built that out into almost her own her own agency that she's running there as well. So, you know, th that is actually even a bridge between marketing and writing, if you will. But yeah, that's that's one version. That's just one version of writing. But it's the one that that many people sort of associate with it immediately. Right. So that's that blog content writing. Then there's email writing again. There's, you know, copywriting again, that more specific type of writing where you're really wordsmithing. You're really thinking about every single word that's coming onto a website or a product. 
editing, right? There's there's a bunch of editors in our community as well, because that's sort of the higher level um, part of some of those those uh, writers as well. Then there's technical writing. That really just means that you're very good at a specific topic. First person that comes to mind there is Caroline. She was actually on the Mauritius chapter just now with mm-hmm. us. She became really, really good at writing about points and what's the other one? Points points and miles, basically. Like travel, travel hacking, hacking, credit card points, credit yeah, cards. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she ultimately ended up getting a job at Forbes because she was so, she was one of the few experts specifically in that niche, right? And so now yeah. they hired her to actually manage a team of people about this kind of topic, right? So it's just so interesting to see all of these different areas that you're coming to. And being a technical writer is, is a great one because all you have to do is just be like, okay, what's the thing that I really care about that I enjoy writing about? And then just really focus on that. And then, yeah. you know, all of the other creative stuff like script writing, you know, for TV shows, radio shows or, or anything like that. Right. Those are yeah. just a few of the things that come to mind. But um, yeah. yeah, great examples. And I love the real people. Again, these are real people, real humans that we are traveling with. And I love an example of Caroline because she was just here with us in Mauritius this month and is working for a huge you know, legitimate corporation, you know, while we're here, she got her advanced scuba dive certification while she was here. She's like flying planes, doing all sorts of crazy stuff during the day. And because the time zone working some of the evenings and just writing, that's a little bit more flexible of a job. Sometime when you're not meetings, you can do that on your own time. But yeah, she's, she's working for a very legit company, traveled to over 80 countries on a mission to get to every country in the world. So again, real people doing epic things while traveling the world. All right. Number three, moving on next is design. So this also is kind of a big umbrella with some different things you can do within that. When I think of just the word design, I think of of like very like artsy kind of like designers, but that's not really what most people in our community are doing. So can you share what some of those design roles are? Sure. Yeah. And it might just be nice to have a think about again who comes to mind Im- immediately when we think about this. And yeah. for me, it's the, the most so recent many. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and just again, just now, you know, when we were in, in Mauritius, there were two designers that just randomly happened to end up in the same room together, totally by chance. Yeah. Both of them were UX designers. Yeah. They both had they they were able to do a lot with little time. They were very very good at you know just being super effective at what they do. One of them was actually holding two jobs. The other one was holding <laughs> one job but was working a lot less than most of us. So yes. clearly they were doing really really well. There. Yeah, and then there was another designer, Maddie, who was who'd also we've traveled a long time with her, and she was she's also a UX UI designer and, yeah. and product designer really right. So and I was Emma talking, as well. Uh, we had a fourth one on Emma. the chapter too. <laughs> There you go. So out of 22 people, four people are designers. It's just, yeah. it just goes to show how common this career path is. Yeah. And again, all, all of these things are really just examples. I guess it's nice to be able to take the last moment where we were together on a, you know, on one of these yeah. trips um, with these people to just exemplify the the same statistics that we've seen across our community of over a thousand people, right? So it's actually quite nice to do that. Yeah, so, so we've true. been mentioning UX designers quite a bit now, right? What is a UX, UX designer? It's about the user experience is how somebody you know, flows through your app or your website or how the person interacts and clicks um, through the different um, pieces of it, right? So it's not so much about what it really looks like. It's more how the person interacts with it or a product or anything for that matter, right? The other one is UI designer. That's what it looks like, right? That's how nice the website is, how nice the the app is and all those, all those kind of things, right? Then there's, you know, website designers, logo and branding, which is a lot more creative, right? You're really creating something out of nothing there. Product design, again, that's more for the specific products that people put out there. Graphic design is kind of an overarching term for a lot of the design that, or all of the design that's happening online. But yeah, these are some of those examples of design. Anything else to to add there, Marissa? 
No, I think that's great. There's so many. I always think of Esty, who we've, you and I have both traveled with a ton, who has worked both for herself or other companies designing different PowerPoint presentations and graphics and logos. And yeah, there's just, there's so many different parts, but I think to your, all the flags of the United States, she redesigned in Oman just for fun <laughs> while we, while we were there. Yeah. It's, it's just so fun. And as Diego said, four of the 22 people were designers and I was downstairs, like working in our kitchen on some of my stuff when, um, two of our designers, both UX designers were chatting with each other and getting things done faster. I remember Kelly when I was like, Hey, have you worked on a project like this? Do you know what to do? And she had a solution. And it's, it's just so fun to see like, these are, you know, they're talking about such technical things that I had, that is not my expertise. I know nothing about it, but again, people have real careers doing these very real things. And you, you sort of forget, you know, we're just here traveling and going on these epic adventures with people. And then in their spare time, when we're not like off seat diving with whales and like hiking up mountains, they're designing websites for like big finance and banks. And it's, it's just crazy to see. So again, just it's even a reminder for me, the, the real careers that people really have and really do while traveling the world. And that's one of the biggest points, you know, in addition to letting you know what are some just inspiration for types of careers that you could do. I think the, the bigger message above that is you can have a real career and travel the world. So these are just examples of doing that. Number four, Diego, is customer support. I'm going to guess we have the same person who comes to mind. We'll see. But can you give a couple of examples of, of what this looks like and people in our community who are doing this sort of role? Yeah. So I think when you when you think about the term customer support, very often people immediately jump to, okay, call center, right? Yeah. Um, if not, then you're thinking, all right, it's the person who, who's going to quickly respond on a chat or an email, right? And that, yeah, that's one one element of customer support, but there's there's so much there's a lot more to that or just a lot of different, um, yeah, just a lot of different jobs within that area. So you can you can have, I, I guess the, the, it might help to just think about the titles of these and that'll give you an idea of what they are. So customer service representative, customer service supervisor or manager, right? So you kind of have a career progression in there, customer service engineer, where you're really designing how the whole experience is for, for a customer, customer success manager, they sometimes call it as well, or customer experience manager. Again, you can see how this is more more sort of higher level management, maybe strategic, maybe designing the experience of a, of a customer. Or very often you'll, you're, you'll hear them talk about customer champions, customer advocates, or those, those kind of roles as well, right? It's interesting how over the years, this, this field has evolved from being something where people just answer questions in a templated kind of way over to really thinking about the journey of a customer and designing the experience out and really making sure that the, the customer is, is winning at whatever it is that the company is trying to help them with, right? Um, so it's almost like a guide or a coach at, at its highest level. It's very interesting how that, but yeah, that's, that's just to get a, an, an idea of it. And the great part about this one really is that you can come in at an entry level and yeah. in so many companies and every company needs customer support again, right? That's why it's such a common job, but you can then really turn that into a long-term deep career, right? Really meaningful career. Yeah. And one example I always think of as our friend Lori, who works for Khan Academy, which is a huge company. And she manages a team of, I don't know how many people at this point, but several people at the very least, she's been working in it for years. So yeah, you can start out very entry level if you're, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, I don't care what I do. I just, I, I, I want to get traveling as quickly as possible. Like, what are my skills? If I don't have a lot of people say like, what if I don't have experience or background or something 
to do. So this is one you can definitely jump in entry level, or maybe you already have experience um, in something else that could translate to a higher level role within this. But it again, it's, it's a real career that has room for growth and just, yeah, there's just all sorts of cool opportunities. So that's a great one. That was number four. So moving on to number five, like we joke about project management a lot at Beach Commute and our own project management. So Diego, can you share what is project management and some examples of what this might look like? You're asking the wrong person to talk about project management. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I am not the best when it comes to project management, but I think maybe I can shed a little bit of light on just some of the different roles that that exist within this and what you can kind of imagine there. But in short, project management, if you think about it, it's it's some largely a type of person or a person who has certain skill sets, certain like innate sort of talents when it comes to managing things, organizing things, making things, yeah, making things work really well and, and sort of bringing a team together to bring a project from start to finish, right, through to, to completion. So that's kind of the, the point that I... Where, that's how I look at project management. And then you can layer that on top of what it is that you're actually managing, right? So in which areas are you kind of providing that service of helping a project move forward, affect to completion, right? So there's a lot of project management done in engineering type of roles. So just to make sure that software gets gets you know created, produced, right? It, it takes somebody to move that forward. In financial services, you'll find that a lot. You'll find it a lot in, in just in general, in the IT sector, in healthcare, you know, in, in in marketing, right? There's um, all of these different areas and so many more. Again, as with many of these roles that are so common and popular as, as remote roles, it's A, a role that you can very easily do from your laptop. There's no particular reason why you should be on location anywhere. And B, it's a role that is so popular because it is key to just about any company, right? Every single company out there is doing project management in some way or another. Most aren't particularly brilliant at it, some mm -hmm. have dedicated people doing it. Others don't. Others just have people who happen to have that talent and they're moving things forward. But the reality is that every company needs it, right? And as, at some point, as soon as a company starts to grow a little bit, they're going to start looking for people who come in as project managers or at least people with those skills, right? So if you're that kind of person, then this could be a really, really interesting and rewarding career for, for you to, to consider. Perfect. All right. Moving on to number six, next one we've got is programming. And this one is a huge one. I feel like there are so many people in our community that do program. I still don't understand the difference between all of them. If I'm being totally honest, this one is, I, I know what skill sets people have. I can, as a career coach, I can help you move in the direction if it sounds like this would be your world. But once you get into the details of it between our software engineers and software development, different mobile development website and all the different software systems that people are developing, like coders, what they're doing, uh, it gets a lot into depth that it tends to be a lot of males in our community, not to say there are no females, but uh, it's like a whole different world, I think, the programming world. So Diego, as we've been doing, throwing it back to you to share a little bit about some of the programmers we see and what this really means and, and what people really are doing day to day as a programmer. Yeah, great question. So I, I wanted to also maybe just start off by saying most people imagine that 
every remote worker is is either a programmer or you know <laughs> a, a travel blogger or an influencer. And I, I think that that whilst there are a lot of programmers, I would also say that that's that's not quite accurate. It's, it's surprising to see how many other roles are out there as well, living this kind of lifestyle. But yes, programming is a fantastic career if you want to work remotely for the obvious reason that you get to work on your own time. You just do your own thing. You get your work done. You can do it from anywhere, right? There really is no reason to be anywhere locally as a as a programmer, as a software engineer. Um, but yeah, so thinking back to maybe our last chapter, even I, I just roughly thinking now we probably must have had at least five five programmers there too. So you can already see that you know there's a large large percentage of of people doing this that are that are in this kind of space as well, right? In terms of programming, it it's I, I would say that it's probably one. Of, it, it is well, I, I guess it comes with a name with a name, right? It is one of the most technical jobs that you can get into, and it does take quite a lot of learning before you can start to add any value. But you don't necessarily need to do that at university, right? You can do it at yeah. a, with, with some kind of an, a less formal course. You can do it with a paid course. You can do it with a free course. You can do it, you know, you can Google literally anything when it comes to programming. There's so many free resources out there. So it's one of those things that if you think that you have a bit of a, you know, like a logical mind, if you're, if you enjoy problem solving, if you figure out absolutely everything by just Googling it on the spot, then you might actually be the kind of person that naturally is good, could be good at programming, right? If that's if that's your kind of kind of thing, and it might be worth just exploring that, just just diving into that a little bit. It's also very well paid area yeah. to work in, and there's you know there's never a shortage of opportunities. Just now with the, you know, that they're saying currently it's a what do you call it a, an employees market because mm -hmm. right now there's a shortage of of you know skills. Um, skilled applicants and so currently the 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 payment for um, programmers has gone up quite a bit as well there's somebody who had just sold his company he was on a, on the dahab trip with us and he was looking at a whole he was having probably about two to three interview calls a day and he was looking at getting paid somewhere between 200 and 250k for what he was doing i mean that's that's incredible right not every not every program is obviously going to be, be paid that much but it just gives you an idea of of just how well paying this these kind of positions can be, right? Yeah, such a great point that there's so many people hiring for this. Again, if, if you have this as a skill set, it is pretty easy to, I, I mean, easy is relative, but compared to a lot of jobs, it's, it's easy to get a job doing this remotely. It tends to work really well towards not many meetings. You're building things. You're doing all the coding, the back end on, you know, on your own time, even though you may have meetings from time to time. So there's more flexibility in this particular role with time zones. And then I think something really important you said as well is you don't have to have a degree from, you know, four years of university or a master's degree to do this. You can do a three month boot camp and then be ready to go at a pretty, like the entry level roles in this sort of industry are pretty well paying, right? So it's not like you're starting at the bare bones salary. And then there's a lot of room for advancement really quick. And we even have people, a good friend of mine in our community teaches people how to, he like teaches the boot camps, right? So like people are doing all sorts of things, building all sorts of websites, apps, and um, teaching this as well as, as they travel the world, which is so amazing. All right. Next and last of our seven jobs, we've got this sort of HR recruiting type of industry. So yeah, Diego, can you break that down? What are some roles that might exist within that and anyone that comes to mind for you? 
Yeah, for for HR, it's it's very much. I think people come into this because they're the kind of people that go, I want to make, I want to work with people, I want to make people happy, I want to support people in in doing their best work, right? But there is there is sort of different areas within HR. You can have a much more, you know, recruiting is one side. It's very specific. It's about finding talent, right, and and bringing talent into a company. Then there's training. That's that's another strong area there as well. And then. Um, there's everything that's sort of more of the back office stuff of, you know, managing things. So a bit of a, a coordinator, if you will, HR coordinator. Yeah. And then just kind of guiding a team through through their, you know, their their work and, and doing well. Right. So, yeah, you can have payroll coordinators, HR specialists, a sourcer, for example, someone who sources talent, a trainer specifically, an HR generalist. So, yeah, there's a you can see there's a there's a whole different series of things that you can be looking at there again. Each of these kind of takes a few different takes different skill sets, right? But but generally speaking, obviously you, you're going to want to come into this with with interest in this field and interest in working with people and supporting people to do to do great work at the end of the day. That's sort of the main focus. Amazing, yeah. There are so many different HR recruiting, different types of roles. Whether you are actually interviewing people to get jobs, whether you're seeing resumes for a company or looking at overall healthcare policies, rules, regulations, or different things that go wrong within companies. There's, yeah, there's just all sorts of roles that you can do. So that wraps up the seven different roles that again are most common. Diego, I think it would be really fun. I'm making a note as we go along to do a whole episode of just some of like the craziest, most random jobs, like the, the not most common jobs. And I think it's important as we're talking, you know, as we educate you on what's possible as a digital nomad, this is our goal, uh, again, to show you that there are real careers that you can do progress the same way that you would do as if you just lived at home and worked for your whole life. You can do this on the road while you're having an epic life and, and doing all of these adventures. But again, keep in mind, if we told you these seven and none of them sound exciting to you or what you want to do, this is not to say you need to do one of these seven jobs. It's just, again, to get your mind flowing. Maybe one of them sounds great to you. If so, yay, <laughs> you know, we'll teach you how to go get that job and find it and travel while doing it. But really, it's just an inspiration and a reminder of these are some of the things, the common things that you can do that people are doing, whether you've got experience in these industries or not, there's ways to jump into it. There's ways to show that you have experience doing something else that you can translate so you're not starting entry level. We teach this inside of our course as well. And we're just excited for you to, to start to figure out what is that right remote job for you that you really can do while you travel the world. And we've had a lot of people reach out uh, to us recently who have started traveling doing these jobs or are realizing getting inspired from the podcast and saying like, I've got this job, I'm doing this. I didn't think it was possible for me. Now I realize it is. So super exciting. Any last words or thoughts of just kind of overall Diego on your end? Yeah, no, I love the idea of, of doing a separate session on all of the, I guess I would call it the long tail, right? And, and it's so, it's so important to remember that even if there's this large portion of jobs that fall into this you know, these seven that we've, that we've identified here, that'll only probably only be about 70 to at most 80% of the yeah. remote jobs that are out there. Right. So there's this other, you know, 20 to 30% that is just about anything that you can imagine anyone can be doing remotely. And you would be surprised by the number, you know, the types of jobs that people have figured out how to, how to do remotely. And it's just so important to not 
Because I know a lot of people who's, who sit there and go, oh, well, I guess this is not for me because I didn't hear, yeah. you know, any one of my sort of talent or, or background jobs or anything that I've done in the past within these seven, right? But I urge you to look at it in a different way and ask yourself, what component of what I have been doing in the past or what I'm currently doing, could I potentially be doing from home, right? Yeah. Just And just think about a component, not the entire full-on job, because I'm sure there's certain elements that you find you really do feel that you need to do locally somewhere, but there will always be certain elements of that, right? Even if you just start with like, oh yeah, I can answer my emails at home. Okay, that's the first step, but there's always going to be several more things that you could just be doing from home. And that's a starting point. Right. So yeah, I would, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that. Marissa, I think that'd be really cool. Session. Yeah, I think it's fun. And again, as we share, you might relate to one of the most common seven ones if you're listening and when we do the craziest careers, maybe one will resonate with you. But I think it just starts to help, at least when I first started meeting all these people doing all these crazy careers. When I first started traveling so many years ago, it's just an inspiration to help you to start to think, okay, if someone can do that, what could I do? If someone could do this role, what weird role could I, you know, could I do that I never thought could be remote as well? And and that's really the goal of all of this. So if you're listening, uh, a really cool resource we have that might be helpful to you is we have a list of 91 jobs, like actual job titles. So we've kind of given you seven general things, but you can look at 91 people in our community and the actual job titles that some of them are within these seven sort of industries. Some of them are different and you can start to get some more inspiration about maybe something that you could do as well. So if that sounds intriguing, check out beachcommute.com slash 91. It's the number 91. And with that, we'll be back at some point with the craziest careers. We'll probably have a couple other podcast episodes in between. And if there's anything you ever want us to cover, reach out and let us know. And other than that, we hope to see you out traveling in the world very soon.